0: Over the course of 24 hours on Monday this week, leaders from 17 Pacific countries met with the United States and India in Papua New Guinea's capital, Port Moresby. There are many side talks, press stand-ups, security checks and announcements, but the one that has been at the fore was a security pact signed between the host PNG and the United States. Lydia Lewis travelled with the New Zealand Prime Minister's delegation to Port Moresby. 17 Pacific leaders and representatives were welcomed wholeheartedly to PNG by the military and the local school kids. But all eyes were on the hosts, PNG, as they put pen to paper on a 15-year defence pact with the U.S., Marape adamant the agreement is constitutional and will benefit the country. I just want to encourage our people, please don't, be, don't, don't think that something suspicious or funny is this because of work over many years that has culminated over into a six-month of robust conversation between Patmosley and um, Washington. Marape adamant the agreement is constitutional and will benefit the country. All this while, university students across the country protested, calling for more transparency. No need to look at us. We are not different, and you guys are not different. We all are one. We all are part citizen of this country. Vanuatu Prime Minister Ishmael Kausikau says when Pacific nations sign agreements like the one PNG has, it is a sovereign country actioning how it sees best fit to develop horizons for their people. A country like Vanuatu, we would like to be entertained by countries who are interested in the plight of our people and what's happening domestically in our countries and the decisions to help countries like Vanuatu shouldn't be influenced by where we should be sitting on which side of the fence. Prime Minister of Samoa Fiame Naomi Mata'afa is not concerned about the US PNG defence pact. The leaders are making the point. We're not prioritising, you know, this security thing about, you know, military presence and so forth. And when it comes to the questions around the militarization of the Pacific, this was her response. Our security is about development, livelihoods, quality of life, you know, coming through. I mean, everyone had COVID, but we know that the real health pandemic in the Pacific is non-communicable diseases, you know, and it speaks to poverty, it speaks to lack of development, opportunities for growth. So that's our security. Australia's Minister for International Development and the Pacific, Pat Conroy, was not concerned. The details of the DCA have not been made public yet. It's an extension of their 1989 status of forces agreement, so uh, we'll see what that comes forward. I'm very pleased that the US is continuing its engagement in the Pacific, and I welcome the cooperation between PNG and the United States. New Zealand Prime Minister Chris Hipkins was beating the same drum. It's engagement. I think engagement with the United States is seen as a very positive thing. Countries, of course, will have their own positions and their own views on what level of engagement they want to have with the US. But overall, I think the fact that the US are here, that they are engaging, is something that, that I have heard positive reflections on. And I think um, there's an appetite amongst the Pacific for more deeper and meaningful engagement with the United States. But while the world focused on the security agreement and questioned the militarisation of the Pacific, inside the sanctuary of APEC House overlooking the ocean, Pacific leaders discussed the region's biggest existential threat, and it was not militarisation nor the Defence Pact. Highlighting the importance of climate change, whether it's the United States, which is the biggest emitter, or now now the second biggest emitter, and then there's India that's coming up. Both countries need to understand that the Pacific is contributing the least but suffering the most. And I think both want to be engaged. They understand the issues of climate change. Palau President Surangel Whips Jr. says having high-level leadership from both the United States and India gives the Pacific hope. But he says both nations need to change the way they deal with the region. One of the things that we try to highlight to them is, you know, we don't need more loans. We need things fixed. We need you to increase your ambition. There's building renewables, it's, 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 it's getting away from carbon. That's, that's, that's what we need from you. And he reminded them. We just don't want to hear, uh, we want action. This ended the second U.S. Pacific Islands Summit, with the Secretary of State Antony Blinken officially inviting all the leaders back to Washington for a third summit to be held in the fall.